When you leave this mortal coil, what's your plan for those left behind? I'm one of the executors of your dad's affairs. Certain wishes have been discovered, and it appears at a certain point it was suggested that it was your dad's wish that Kendall take over as CEO. Uh, uh huh. And uh, from when? <laughs> yeah, perhaps you're not worth billions of dollars uh, with the will of a huge company at your fingertips, like in the TV drama Succession. But you might have a few assets to your name. You might have children. Perhaps you're in a blended family. And then there's your super. What are you going to do with that? And with buying a house almost impossible these days without the help of the bank of mum and dad, what if a loan was thrown into the mix somewhere and there was still some money owing on it? Uh, you can see really how this gets messy very, very quickly. Have you done your will? Maybe you've been putting it on the back burner. Uh, perhaps you've already inherited money and that's caused some problems within your family. I'd love to hear those stories too. You can always, uh, of course... Uh, text me some questions if you've got some questions about estate planning. You're about to hear from an estate planning lawyer. And maybe you were on the receiving end of some money which really sent the family into disarray. Tell me your stories. Send me your questions. 0418 is the text line. This uh, one from Susan in Wollongong in New South Wales is going to kick us off this afternoon. She says, I have no family no kids and approximately $3 million in assets. How do I decide what to do with it? Susan. Well, Andrew Simpson is here. He's the estate lawyer and principal lawyer at Andrew Simpson Legal. What do you think, Andrew? Should we invite her around for tea? It sounds, she sounds like a, a nice woman. Um, Good, get Andy, she does. <laughs> She's accumulated some nice wealth and, and um, that could certainly benefit a few of us. <laughs> I mean, that's obviously a blank slate and that is a very yes. unusual uh, situation, I think, given these days of blended families, um, stepchildren, half-children, current mm. wives, husbands, former. It gets messy pretty uh, quickly. What is some of the more messy wills you've had to work on? Look, a lot of the messy wills that I've had to work on have, have arisen from a, a basic level of planning. Um, and so typically people um, have, have tried to do it themselves, which is always a bit of a problem. And so um, some of the typical problems you see are people try and give away assets that, that they don't own. And, and one of the common problems you see in estate plan is people assume they own certain things when in fact they don't. And you mentioned superannuation at the, at the, at the top there and, and often many people think they own their super and they, they completely neglect that when they do their will when really in fact they don't own it. Um, it's held by the trustee of their super fund but it's often one of our biggest resources. So people forget that. People think they own their family trust assets and they don't. People think trying to give away half a jointly held property that they can't give away if they die first. So Often it comes down to not fully understanding the nature of their estate and how they own things um, and attempting to do it themselves without advice. And then on the other end of the scale, like Susan in Wollongong, have you ever had the experience of someone saying, who do I give away $3 million to if they don't have children? I mean, how question? Oh, look, I generally, look, my, my advice generally is to start with, are there people in your family you you would like to benefit? Um, sometimes people say, yes, that's terrific. I've got nieces and nephews or cousins or whatever. Uh, others say, look, you know, my family's doing pretty well. I think I want to look at philanthropic um, objectives and, and look to benefit some charities. Um, now, while I don't suggest charity names, I encourage people to think about those, those causes that are important to them uh, and how they might benefit that ongoing. So, um, it, look, it's a good position to be in to have wealth to give away, um, and there are plenty of organisations, for example, out there who who live by the the, the, the bequest dollar. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's tricky. It's tricky. 
People obviously have blended families. What happens here? Because blood is not thicker than the familial familial relationship that can that can be kind of uh, pro- proven in court, so to speak. So, how do you yep. negotiate some of these challenges? Uh, uh, blended families are, are one of the most challenging estate planning problems um, because tw- twenty years ago it was we nearly as many blended families, but the reality is now it, it, it's it's commonplace. And the, the tricky thing is you've, you, you've got people who come together, they might have children of their own, they then might have children together, um, they might bring assets together, um, and all of a sudden you've, you're faced with the prospect, well, do we benefit each other and hope that the survivor does, does the right thing and includes my children? Or do you use a life interest or trust-type provision to protect some of the estate for your own kids? Do I use super to protect my kids? Um, so it's look, there's no easy answer. The most important thing is to actually to sit down and do the planning and, and don't leave it to chance because, you know, blended families require you to really knuckle down and work out who owns what and what happens if I die first? Where does it land? Does it land with you or can I direct it somewhere else and can I divide it up between different family members? So it's very tricky. Um, but look, the good news is there's no right or wrong answer and you will get to the end answer in, in the end, um, provided you've done the planning. It's been reported that baby boomers are holding around $4.9 trillion in assets in Australia. We have, I think, the fourth largest pool of retirement held assets or assets held by retirees in the world. It's an incredible um, wealth bomb that is going to be going off over the next few years. Is your industry and probate courts prepared for these, uh, hopefully, uh, conflictless transfers, but no doubt there will be conflicts too. Uh, oh, that's a terrific question, Andy. Uh, look, I, I don't know. Look, I, I mean, the the area of estate planning and probate is, is a growing area. There's no question that. And, you know, when I started practising law in the early 90s, no one really wanted to be a, a wills lawyer because it was, it was boring. Um, th- these days, it's, it's a growing area. People are interested in getting into it because it, it is a growth area. Um, and you're right, we're going to see a massive transfer of wealth over the next few years. Um, and it, look, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out because as you mentioned, um, not all of it will go smoothly. And and we with um, blended families and whatnot, we will see increasing disputes, I think, in relation to estates. And the next frontier in relation to disputes is superannuation disputes, arguments over super, which we haven't, we haven't seen a lot of that yet, but I suspect as the baby boomers start to drop off, um, and you know, the major resources are often are tied up. Demographically, we might just add just to soften that a little bit. Demographically, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, the, the the super issue becomes live. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? There's obviously going to be a lot of uh, rocky roads for families if this is uh, the case, if there is wealth uh, that is to be transferred. If you've just joined me on RN Drive, it's 24 past four. Estate lawyer Andrew Simpson is talking to you about, uh, well, how to protect. That's the interesting word here. There's a lot of protection in this uh, area of law. How to protect your family and the people that you love and the assets that you've uh, accrued in your uh, life. 0418 Margaret asks, can I bequeath my land to be a park or reserve? Now, there's going to be some interesting levels of government answers to that one. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, um, no, I, look, I've never drafted a will that does that, but I would have thought that you could you could leave land to an organisation who is interested in conservation. Um, you can certainly do that. Um, if if you wanted to do that, you would approach the the relevant government um, or council and ask them how best to do it. 
Is everyone treated equally when it comes to what's in a will? I mean, we talked about uh, blood relations versus mm. relations by marriage um, and blended families. I mean, there is this interesting idea about when gifts and loans uh, are dispensed before the death of the wealth holder, whether or not they can be disputed post facto. Do you get much questions about this? Yeah, yeah. And, and as you mentioned in your opening, the, the whole concept of the bank of mum and dad is, is, is real. And the big problem that we see there is mum and dad not documenting the nature of the advance. So is it intended as a gift, not, not to be adjusted at or is it intended, meant to be a loan that is to be adjusted? And um, often there's nothing written down at all. Or there might be a, a scribbled note that said, you know, I advanced such and such to child A, but there's no terms surrounding that that advance. And my advice to people is if it's intended to be a gift, record it as a gift, make it very clear that it's a gift. If it's intended to be adjusted, again, make that very clear. Put the adjustment clause in your will or draft a short loan agreement that, that makes sure that that happens. So, no, that does absolutely happen, Andy. Some great questions coming through on the text line. I'm sure you've got them as well. 0418 This one says, please explain how my super belongs to trustees and not me. Surely they're my savings. What do you think, Andrew? Um, well, it, look, it's a, it's a very good question. Um, you, um, as as members of a super fund, we don't actually hold the, the member balance ourselves. It's held by the trustee of our super fund. Now, it's our financial resource, but we can't just give it away in our will. What we need to do is actually direct our trustee uh, to, to pay it in a particular way. So um, you can do a binding nomination. You can do a nomination with your trustee and say, look, pay my super to my estate or to my wife or to my children. But you, unless you do that nomination, you, you can't just say in your will, I give my superannuation to child A because ultimately the trustee of your super fund will have a say in how that is paid unless you've mandated that by a binding nomination. What about this question, and I suppose this gets to the real heart of the conflicts in estate planning, can relatives who've been written out of a will contest it? What do you think? Uh, they can, and it varies across across the country in terms of who's an eligible applicant, but typically um, you know, a spouse and a child can challenge a will if they've been left out or, or they've been left provision they think is inadequate. But to go back to your question, your comment before about is it about fairness, it's not necessarily about fairness. So no will maker needs to treat everybody equally um, because ultimately your obligation as a will maker is to make sure that your beneficiaries have enough to get by and deal with the uncertainties of life. So if you've got one child who's very wealthy and one who's not doing so well, the law would say you, do, you don't have an obligation necessarily to treat them equally. But I always say tread very carefully before you exclude someone completely. I'm sure you'll be getting a lot of business over the next uh, few years. Uh, state lawyer and principal lawyer at Andrew Simpson Legal. Uh, Andrew Simpson, good to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.